Welcome to the Avail Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to help you take your leadership to the next level. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with my amazing wife, Ghislaine Sierra. Together, we pastor Vertical Church, aka Iglesia Vertical, in South Florida, where we are one church, two languages. In this podcast, we'll be discussing the topic of leading together. We'll share a lot of what we've learned on our journey, and it is our prayer and our hope to equip other couples in leadership to do just the same. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast. As always, my name is Virgil Sierra. I'm the Avail Media Host. Uh, but today is a little bit different than most other times on the Avail Leadership Podcast because I am actually accompanied by a wonderful leader, a great leader, and may I add, a beautiful leader. Her name is Pastor Ghislaine Sierra. Not only is she my wife, but together we pastor Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, inside. South Florida, where we are one church. Two languages. That's right. Uh, Justine, how do you feel to be here on the Avail Leadership Podcast? Uh, well, I'm super excited and honored to be on the uh, podcast. I can say that I've been on the other side uh, all these past few months getting to listen to all the different interviews and leaders that you've had to, um, the privilege of interviewing. And so I've learned so much from them. And so I'm honored to be on this side. Yeah, this is fun because we do a lot of this at our church, you know, uh, as we lead. So yeah. by the way, we're going to talk today about leading together. Yeah. We're going to talk about leading together as a couple, as a marriage, leading together. We're actually... We actually pastor the church together. Uh, and and uh, before we kind of get into um, the topic of leading together and some of the things we want to share, maybe for some of those who are who are kind of watching or, or leaning in or listening for the first time and don't know us, can you start the little story of, of how we got to where we are today? Uh, sure. Well, it's an interesting story, um, but I guess I'll start off. I have to say this. I can't skip this part. Um, our families are both from from Colombia, South America, mm -hmm. and um, they were here in South Florida when uh, our moms were both well, your mom was pregnant with you. My mm -hmm. mom was pregnant with me. And our parents met uh, <laughs> here in South Florida, and we actually have... Uh, you, we have a birthday. We have a birthday picture yep. of your first birthday, and I'm being carried next to you at your first so, so, birthday. So the, the legend goes that our mothers were pregnant with us, yeah. and we began to kick. That's what they say, but yeah, I don't know about all that, but it's definitely <laughs> that's definitely an interesting part of the story. So, anyways, our families met here in South Florida mm -hmm. and became good friends, and uh, we have some memories of hanging out, you know, as little kids and uh, and, and our families being together, but. Uh, I guess to fast forward, um, mm -hmm. our family, our family's kind of disconnected. Yeah. Uh, around the age of four or five, your family's, uh, your family came to know the Lord mm -hmm. and kind of went in that direction. And I did not grow up in a Christian home. I didn't grow up going to church. It was something that was not uh, normal at all for me. Um, so we didn't see each other for about 10 years. That's kind of our mm -hmm. estimates. And we ran into each other again. Our families ran into each other when we were about 15. And at, at that point, my parents had opened up a church after having right. a, a Bible study uh, yes. small group in our house for about eight right. years. Yeah. They opened up a church. And I think that's where, when we reconnected, my parents invited your your parents to come that's to the right. church. That's right. So they invited our, my my parents, my family to go to church. I honestly didn't want to go to church. I had just uh, just a diff just kind of a bad experience. She but... didn't know what was what was awaiting her. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Jesus. No, but um, for sure uh, we we did end up going to church, and um, you know that was just a, an incredible moment for me where I. Uh, made a decision to, to give my life to the Lord. Yeah. I was going through a really hard time because my parents were in the process of going through a divorce and it was just really hard on me uh, in that season. And it really was 
a moment where I had to, like, I decided to surrender my life to the Lord and say, you know, I've kind of tried to do this in my own strength. I've tried to, you know, fix everyone else's problems. And it was a very important moment for me to, uh, to make that decision for myself, not because of my parents, not because of my siblings, but on my own. And so that's when I uh, gave my life to Jesus and started my faith journey. And well, you know, th- it was it was our church. This yeah. is the church, the only church I've ever been a part of. And you yeah, know. And, and it was interesting because as we kind of grew up together in youth group, by the way, I, I was the pastor's son, so I felt obligated to welcome the young lady back into that's the right. church and that's everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but our youth pastors guided us. We, we decided to start uh, a courtship and, and we decided to start a relationship under right. the covering of our of our pastors and of course our parents as well and uh, we were able to make some good decisions relationship yeah. wise and able to honor the Lord in our relationship yeah. keep ourselves pure our hearts pure our bodies pure um, and really honor the Lord with our with our relationship yeah I that definitely I agree with all of that I think that for me though uh, a big part of it as well was because I didn't grow up in a Christian home and I really <clears throat> never saw a healthy marriage modeled um, I kind of was I never really desired to be married yeah. and I didn't really um, know what that was going to look like. And so it was a process that the Lord kind of took me on as well to renew my mind in that area. And and so I think that because of that, a lot of, uh, you know, in our relationship, we kind of started off with as friends, but I think that um, I was, my heart was really guarded just because mm-hmm. I had seen so much, you know, brokenness, I guess, right. in marriage. So I was guarded along the way. And in a way, I believe God helped that also help us, you know, kind of start off slow in our yeah, relationship. You for know? sure. And because we were young at that point, um, kind of our story, we were, we were, we were dated for seven years yeah. before getting married. Uh, and now at the time of this recording, it's, it's, uh, 2021, just before our 17th wedding anniversary. That's so, right. uh, 17 plus seven, we're almost at 24 years yeah. that we've been, uh, living life, um, walking together in this yeah. life. And and along the journey, even when we were in youth group, we got to serve together on our church's drama team. Uh, we got to minister together by going to missions trips. And so all that stuff was all preparation. Now, now hyper fast forward, um, in about, in 2015, my parents were the pastors of our church, yeah. uh, officially pass on the torch, pass Wait, on the Wait, I have baton. to interrupt you. Yes. You skipped a very important part. Okay, yes. So we got married in 2004, but then we also had three amazing yes! kids. Yes, you're this right, you're like, right. Can't skip I'm that thinking part. Leadership. I'm thinking okay. leadership. Okay, all right. And, well, okay. that's leadership too, right? So we did have three, um, we did have three kids. So yes. just for those that are listening, yeah. we have a 13-year-old. Uh, Caleb is 13, yeah. Sophia is 11, and Nico is eight. Is eight, yeah. And, yeah. They're, and they're part of the story as well. And they're and we're declaring leadership on their lives yeah. as well. Um, and it's beautiful. Um, 2015, we officially, the the, my my parents pass on the torch to us, not just because we're the kid, not because I'm his son, uh, but because there's a calling. And um, it, throughout those years, um, for those who don't know, I was part of a Spanish Christian uh, band uh, that we toured throughout Latin America and the States for many, many years, about 20 years actually, um, doing ministry in Spanish and in English and in Spanglish. And all of that was also set up in preparation for a leadership journey. And so now we're, we're here relaunching our church uh, and we gave the church a new name in that process, which is Vertical Church, and it's spelled the same in both English and Spanish. That's right. Vertical, vertical, which means up. We're helping people look up, and we've come to this point where we understand that God's called us to be one church, two languages. But in addition to that, to being one church, two languages, we realized that God really, we have a together calling. Yeah. And and I want to jump into this. So we're going to talk about leading together, mm-hmm. and in this case. 
we're not just leading together, we're actually pastoring a church together. And I, I wanna just start off by saying that marriage and ministry aren't opposing forces. For those who maybe have felt that way or think that way, we understand that in this process, in this journey, there can be tension, but tension can lead to extension, which obviously obviously can lead to growth yeah. and, and for us being strengthened. But, but marriage and church were both established by God. We've understood that our marriage is probably the most important sermon that we can ever preach because yeah. we can say whatever we want, but if people are looking at our lives. And so we want to be pastors who are building a strong marriage and building a strong church together. Yeah. This is our together calling. Agreed. We understand that everybody is not called in the same way, right? Right. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And I think we were both on the same page, uh, I think at a very early age. I don't know, there was something about us, um, even though we've always been very unique and we have our you know, differences, um, we all we always understood that working together, we made a strong team. Yeah. And so I think that we were uh, just very clear on God's calling as far as in, in ministry and, and leading together. Yeah, I think, I think that this is gonna be a real helpful episode for those who are out there who are leading together, mm -hmm. maybe new, maybe young, couples that are beginning to work together. Maybe it's in ministry and in church like us. Maybe it's in a, in a, in a, in a new business or a company, a family right. business or something, whatever it is. We hope that this is going to be a helpful talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and maybe if you're not in that, maybe it's, this is not your situation. I think you can still get some great nuggets out of this talk. And you might even be able to pass this on and encourage to a couple that you know that does work together. Uh, so again, we have this together call, which we consider a privilege. Uh, even though it could be challenging at times. Sure. Um, and we understand there's a difference between calling and assignment. Calling is about who we are, while assignment is what we do. Yeah. And, and and we are. I have a commitment to your calling, understanding that you're different than me. You have a commitment to my, to my calling. And let me just say this off the top, because this could be challenging in some circles as well. I do believe, we believe that God... Uh, can gift a woman with the gift of leadership right. and, and, with the, and with the gifting and calling of pastoring and shepherding. We believe strongly in this. So this is something that we're, we're committed to. We're committed to each other's calling. Now, let me jump into another topic, which I think is good uh, for you to chime in on, which is authenticity. Yeah. We, we don't normally lead from a place of, hey, we got it all together, check yeah, us out. for sure. I think that even as we began this uh, leadership journey, specifically in the church, uh, in this role, we knew we didn't know all the answers and we didn't have it all together. And so mm -hmm. we've always... I think led from that point, that place of authenticity and just being honest with others and, and saying, hey, we're in this process as well. We're learning and yeah. we're growing. And I think that we don't try to pretend. I think sometimes when we're in positions of leadership where people are looking up to us, there can be a sense of, you know, I have to put on this, you know, mask or I have to put on this facade mm -hmm. that we have it all together, that we know all the answers, that we, you know, we have this all figured out. But um, I, I think that that actually causes people to, you know, for there to be a lack of trust sometimes because I think it's important for us to be open and honest um, that we are in the process and learning and growing as well. Yeah, you, you, something that we have, um, people have commented us, you know, a lot of times we'll do tag team preaching at church, for example, yeah. where we preach a message together on marriage or on relationships or whatever it is. And the, and the craziest thing, when we, when we relaunched the church in 2015 and have done this consistently throughout, one of the biggest com comments, and I would say compliments we get, is that people truly appreciate it when when we as pastors are vulnerable. Right. We, we, we do talk about the moments where you wanna, you know, 
lay hands on my throat and you know or, or when we you know when, when we're throw a, when, throw a chancleta as we say in, in Hispanic homes right um, which is a flip-flop right, right. Uh, but but people appreciate because they realize wait a second wait a second you know these are my pastors they're, or their leaders but they're not they don't think that they're perfect because sometimes people walk into church thinking everybody's perfect here especially right. the pastors must be perfect right? right and people really appreciate when we can lead when, when leaders and pastors are leading from a place of authenticity a place of, re, of, of real like a real yeah. place right yeah. and so I think that that's that's something that I want to encourage um, uh, couples that are out there and leaders. Just leading from authenticity is, is, a, is a huge win. All right, let's talk about leading together. There's obviously multiple sides to this, to this scenario. There's yeah. two sides of the coin, if you will. Let's talk about some of the blessings and benefits. What are some of the blessings and benefits of leading together? Let's kind of bounce off of each other and, sure. and talk about these. What, what would you say? Okay, well, I would say one of the first things is that um, I think we feel more connected. You know, there was mm-hmm. a season in our life where we weren't working in the same place, right. uh, leading in the same way. And um, even though we were married and it was wonderful, um, there was parts of your life that I wasn't a part of and there was mm-hmm. parts of my life that you weren't a part of, right? And so this opportunity to be able to lead together um, um, gives us gives us more of a connection, you yeah. know. A, a, we're on the same page on a lot of things, and we get to really live life together, right? We're, <laughs> we're on this journey, literally walking together. So I think that that's one of the blessings yeah. for sure. I agree, hundred percent. I think I think another benefit um, to leading together, and we've experienced this, is that we complement one another. Mm-hmm. We, we truly complement one another. And I'll just say, for example, there's areas. Where, where, where I'm weak. There's areas, you know, whether it's administrative, whether it's a specific ministry area, whether it's an area of where I'm less patient and I'm weak in and you're strong in. Mm-hmm. And, and that really is so helpful. And in the same way, there's areas that maybe you're a little bit weaker in or you don't feel Not as comfortable, comfortable in, you know, and I feel super strong in and we, and we bring that complimenting, you know, kind of a funny one, but, but, but you would probably say that one of my weaknesses is like fashion and... and well, I, I don't know if I would I say a weakness. I'll just say that you really don't pay much attention to that. Um, but that's well, why I have you. Agreed. And I would say that you're probably a lot more comfortable, right, in front of the cameras yeah. and doing a podcast and these types of things where, for me, it's more of, you know, you're having to push so me I, a little I, bit to do I that. I push you a little bit. I help yes. you out and you help me out. Yeah, there you go. So there's yeah. the complimenting <laughs> There's the complimenting of, of, of each other and, and understanding that... that um, my weaknesses don't have to be this horrible negative situation because they're complemented by sure. your strengths. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, I think that um, another benefit is that we know each other really well. You know, I've worked um, outside of ministry and worked with other people, a great, you know, leaders. Um, but there's a difference because you don't really know that person, you know, to that mm-hmm. level. And so mm-hmm. I think the fact that we are married, you know, we know each other so well. I don't think anyone knows me as well as you do. And I don't think anyone knows you as well as I do. And I think that that's a great thing. I think that's a, a, a positive thing um, as we're leading together because we speak the same language. You know, we have a mutual love and respect for one another. And I I think this helps when we're leading together because, um, you know, that's, we know that we're for one another, even though we are different, yeah. you know? Uh, one thing that's scary to me is that sometimes I think you know me better than I know myself. I would agree, 100%. Because sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say, but then you say it, and I'm like, how did she know? Yeah. That's creepy. No, but, well, but, hey. but it's... <laughs> but I guess it's when you've been together for such a long time, uh, you can experience things like that. And, and I do believe that that we know each other really, really well. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll also add here on benefits or blessings of leading together is that we both feel ownership for it. Yes. You know, since we're both 
uh, in, this, in this case, invested yeah. in in the life of vertical church, right? In the in the in the success of Iglesia Vertical, in, right. in leading our staff team and leaders and pouring into the vision. Uh, we both feel that ownership, and so and so it doesn't feel like. I'm carrying this load alone. Right. It doesn't feel like you're carrying this load alone. Right. And I would even add, it's it's not just carrying the load alone, but I would say, I don't feel like you're lagging behind me and I'm having to push you. You know, I feel like we're running next to each other. Right. Like we're right. running this race next to each other. And that's so encouraging. And I think that that's definitely one of the benefits. Yeah, sure. that, that is that is really cool. Um, and, and again, you know, every, every pastor is a different you know, calling every church has a different culture, maybe that God yeah. has called them to, and every scenario is not the same. Right. But I love that we lead together. Yeah. And I think there's some some couples that are gonna really lean into this. Now, now there's this aspect, and, and sometimes our staff team has kind of mentioned this, uh-huh. this whole concept of, oh, like sometimes when we walk into a meeting or somewhere, since we have that good relationship with our with our kind of high-level staff and, and high leaders, they'll kind of say, oh, Pastor Verge, Pastor Gislaine, you know, mom and dad are here, so to yeah. speak. <laughs> T- talk a little bit into that, that family feel. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely, I think we have a family culture. We want to create that here at Vertical uh, with our staff and with our team and our people. But, I, w- you know, as I was thinking about it, you know, there's something, you know, in a family unit that a father brings mm-hmm. um, and that a mother brings, right? You know, we obviously have a family. We have our three kids. And there's things that, you know, you bring as a father mm-hmm. um, in that role, Um that is really beneficial for our kids. Yeah. And in the same way, there's things that I bring that you don't, right? And so I think that with that complement of one another is um, something that I see also within our team, within our staff. Um, you know, I know that there are single parent homes and that can successfully raise kids and, it, it, you know, healthy, strong kids. And um, it, But I know that it is more of a struggle, right? It's yeah. almost like they have to play both roles. And I think that there is a benefit in the fact that we're leading together because we bring those, you know, those different... Different pers- values and strengths. Yeah, and perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, our team appreciates that. Yeah, I think it's really helpful for us too because the truth is we have men and women on our staff and in our kind of key leadership positions. Yeah. And it, it works out great because I'm able to follow up with the men when needed, whether sure. it's a personal situation, whether it's a, you know, um, a family situation or a, or a spiritual situation. As a man, man to man, I could yeah. I could journey with them. And that's you could, true. I just you know I'm obviously going to be a lot more connected with the the ladies on our team, and I'm able to you know, have those deeper yeah. conversations that you they wouldn't have with you. you and know? So, sometimes mm-hmm. we come together to speak sure. to one of them or yeah. to them and their spouses. And so I think that's a great blessing as well. Yeah. Um, um, I think I think it allows us to also lead a lot of different types of people uh-huh. because we have different personalities, different perspectives, different strengths. It helps us understand. Sometimes you understand a person in the situation they're walking through, whether it's a man or a woman, and I just don't right. because I'm different. Yeah. But you kind of get it. And so that it kind of expands our our ability to understand our team. Yeah. I want to mention one more thing also. Uh, one thing, speaking of families, I think one of the things that our kids have noticed uh, in us in our marriage is that sometimes at home there's tension. Right. <laughs> sometimes mommy we don't, we don't agree with everything. Sometimes mommy thinks one thing, dad thinks one thing, right. and so we've taught our kids, hey, it's okay to have healthy tension. Yeah. Um, especially if we're able to talk through it, and you know, and then the goal is to do things in a good way. And if we don't, then later apologize for it, forgive, and ask for forgiveness and all that. But yeah. But also, uh, it's also neat, and I think some of our, our, our team has given us feedback sometimes, that it is it is good to allow for some tension when we're having staff meetings or when we're having, when we're making important decisions or strategizing about some a new, uh, a new program or a system or a structure that we have in the church. 
sometimes people are afraid of, of, of that stuff. And we might get into that a little bit more later, but afraid of tension, but healthy tension is okay. Yeah, I agree. I think that sometimes people make a mistake to think, for example, in, in a family, in a marriage, that if you avoid conflict, then that way you're protecting your children, right? right. But I think that conflict is a reality of life. Like, we're yeah. all going to have to face conflict at different levels and at different times. And I think we're doing ourselves a disservice if we don't talk about conflict mm -hmm. and teach our families, our children, um, and obviously transitioning into teams, right, um, on how to deal with conflict in a healthy way and in a biblical way uh, as Christians, right? So I think that... Um, knowing that we're okay with having tension. Like we know that <laughs> we love each other no matter what, but there's going to be things that we're sometimes disagreeing on. And I know that sometimes that can make, you know, obviously not, always respectfully, but yeah. we can always have, you know, we, we don't necessarily see eye to eye and, and that's okay. And that tension, you know, may cause a few people on the team or, you know, the staff to, to, feel, uncomfortable. to feel uncomfortable, but they see us work through it. Right. Right. And I think that that's a, it's a healthy thing. And almost always that tension will lead to a better result in Ag the end. Agreed. And I think it helps them, them learn how can we, how do I deal with conflict when it comes? You know, I'm not going to just sweep it under the rug. I'm not going to be super aggressive and disrespectful. Like, how can we have conflict? How can we have tension, yeah. right? And not necessarily yeah. see eye to eye, but be respectful and be kind and be loving, right? Yeah. So I've, I've gotten excited about tension because of Dr. Sam Chan's book, Harnessing the Power <laughs> I of know. Tension. <laughs> You've mentioned it, it several it, times. It, yeah, and so I think I'm getting a reputation uh, on the team yeah. for being a, a leader who likes to bring in tension yeah. on purpose. Because in the end, and I've been learning this, in the end, tension will make things better. A healthy tension. Yes, I agree. Right? And, and I will have to admit that I've had to learn that because I, sometimes I see you doing it on purpose and I'm like, why are you doing this? And you're like, Sam Chan said. So. <laughs> but you but you see the results, right? No, you're right. All right. So, okay. So obviously there's a lot of blessings and benefits, right, of, of leading together, journeying together. Now, we have to be 100% honest. Yeah. It's not always you know, hearts and rainbows and unicorns Agreed. as we're leading together. Mm -hmm. uh, there's challenges. So let's talk about some of the challenges of leading together. And I'll start it off just by a simple one. And we talk about this a lot in marriage messages. We're different. 100%. This is a challenge when we're leading together as a couple is that we are different. Yeah. Um, you're a woman. I'm a man. Just there. Just that. Is different. Our perspectives can be different. Our sure. opinions and our and our preferences can be different. So there's this key in understanding the reality that we're different, but also understanding that God made us different. Yeah, I think that you know, it's funny when we were in our dating relationship, right? That as you guys heard was uh, several years. <laughs> um, we had so much opportunity to like build this friendship, this foundation of our friendship, and get to know each other. And I feel like at that time. It felt like all the things we had in common was like this humongous list, and it yeah. was like very few things that I thought we we would ever disagree on, right? <laughs> and um, you know, I remember we went to our first marriage conference, right? And they mm. talked about you know conflict in we marriage. Were just a couple months, or I think it was like six months into yeah. our marriage. And I remember we were like, "Wow, we you know we're not like all these other couples. Like we never <laughs> fight. You know, we just must have it good because we're we're just such a great team." Well, it only took took a few yeah. months more to realize that we were just like everyone <laughs> else, right? But yeah, we're, we're different. Not only are we obviously male and female, but I think that we have different backgrounds. The way that we grew up is completely mm -hmm. different. You know, you grew up in a Christian home, in a pastor's home. You know, I did, didn't even grow up going to church at all. So, um, you know, knowing, um, you know, our personalities are different, mm -hmm. you know, our life experiences. So all of these things, even though I think um, they're a, they can be positive because we complement right. one another, as we said earlier, I think that can also cause uh, friction. You yeah. know, it can cause friction and yeah, misunderstanding. So, so learning how to manage that and, and be okay with that is important. You know, and we don't always get it right. Yeah. A lot of times we have to have 
a talk when we get home later, right. right? Yeah, because I think that, I don't know, I'll, I'll say for myself, I think that sometimes it can feel like, I'm just giving an example, let's say we have to make a decision, right, you know, with a team mm -hmm. or for whatever, and then you have one opinion, I have another, uh, it can feel like it's a competition. Right. Like if, if everybody likes my opinion better than yours, then you know that I'm winning, right? <laughs> right? Versus, and obviously if everybody picks yours, then I feel like I'm losing, right? So I think we, it can easily feel like a competition, but I think we have to quickly remind ourselves that we're, hey, we have the same goal, we're, yeah. we're on the same team, and that, um, you know, it's not about, it's we a competition. We don't want to compete with each other, we want to compliment each exactly. other. Exactly, compliment one another. Yeah, other. that's mm -hmm. good. Um, well, we just kind of alluded to it, but one of the other challenges, I think, or, you know, in this whole process is just, Balancing because it's because we're married, so we it's family yeah. and marriage, but it's also work for sure. And so, I've learned that that word balancing is just not, I think, the ideal word because I think when we think balance, <clears> we <throat> think like everything's in equilibrium, and I mm -hmm. think that's unrealistic. And so, um, one of the things I learned real quickly when I started working here on staff was you know, I had this expectation, you know, mm -hmm. I had expectations of like, oh, you know, we're gonna work together now for the first <clears> time, and I was so excited, I thought we were gonna like drive together and like hashtag have, BFF at yeah, work, lunch, have lunch together <laughs> all the time, and just you know, hold hands as we walk together. You know, I just had this obviously not realistic expectation, um, and just you know, understanding that that wasn't reality, but then understanding that. You know, when you are working together, when you're leading together, um, we're so passionate about what we're doing. We have so much ownership on what we're doing. And it's easy for the lines to get blurry, mm -hmm. you know, between what is work, you right. know, what's ministry, what is marriage, you know, what's our personal and our family life. And I think that is an area where there is a tension and yeah. we have to really be intentional about um keeping an eye on it because mm -hmm. if we don't, it's so easy for those lines to just completely be blurred and and then it can become unhealthy when we, you know, when we're not giving attention to where it's needed. Yeah, I think I think one of the challenges for us sometimes is setting those boundaries on where where and when do we stop talking about church and now kind of flip that switch because we're so passionate right, about it. Right. It's not even a bad thing necessarily, but we're so passionate about it. And sometimes we'll be on our family time, right? Or on our day off, so to speak, and 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 we'll be we'll find ourselves coming back to, oh, did you talk to so and so? And right. when is this meeting? And what are we gonna, you know? Yeah. So so setting those boundaries of, hey, hey, this is personal family time. Yeah. Um and 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 that's we'll talk about this when we get back to work. So to yeah. Speak. Yeah, I think that's I mean it's definitely something we're still working on, you know, mm -hmm. it's not something that we've figured out a hundred percent. But I think that we've set a couple of things in place that help us, you know, um, in that area, which yeah. I think we're going to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and we are going to share some things that we have, have really helped us in, in a few minutes. Um, continue on here with some challenges. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned something we were kind of talking about and discussing about what we were going to talk in this section. You mentioned something about our roles are different at home than what they are at work. T tell me a little bit about that. Right. Well, you know, I feel like when we started working together in 2015, like, well, actually, I didn't start officially on board on staff until, I think, 2017. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we'd been married for many years already. You know, over 10 years we've been married. Um, and so it, it's almost like we already had our rhythm. You know, we knew our rhythm at home. Like, mm -hmm. you knew what your role was. I know what my role was. Like, you know, when it comes to family, when it comes to responsibilities in the home, it's like it was very clear. It was mm -hmm. like we already kind of had, like, a well-oiled machine, if you will. Yep. And then all of a sudden we're working together now. And so I just assume that that same 
maybe rhythm was going to mm-hmm. be what we were going to find in the workplace, right? And um, <laughs> realized very quickly, right, that that wasn't the case. And also because I think we're still trying to define and understand our roles. But, yeah. you know, knowing, just to give an example, you know, maybe the way that I'm going to talk to you at home, like if I disagree or if there's something on my mind, I might not have a filter at home and just kind of share from my right. heart and maybe just want to share my emotions. Kind of a straight shooter. Right, or whatever. I just want to share with you. Um, and then understanding that, you know, if we're here, for example, having some kind of meeting with our staff, with our team and you know I can't do that with you right it's not the same it's just it's different in understanding that our roles are different and it's almost like having to relearn you know relearn how our relationship looks or what our relationship looks like in the workplace I think I remember I think I remember early on at one point that we were in some kind of meeting and, and you did the way you responded it it wasn't a, it wasn't something bad or horrible but but the way it made me feel I was sure. unhappy and I think when we got home I said hey I want to make sure that this doesn't happen yeah. in a meeting again mm-hmm. right and it, because we're feeling it out and sure. it hadn't happened because we were kind of weren't in that situation yes and and having to talk through that yeah, I think that it's it's important to have that communication and talking through that and understanding, like, not taking it personal and, like, trying to think back and say, okay, mm-hmm. when I was not working with you and I was working with another employer, for example, like, would I have spoken to them that way? Or right. You know what I mean? Because because there's so much comfort. There's a, there's a comfort level mm-hmm. in our relationship because we've been married for so <laughs> long. You know, we're married, we, we're all, all of this. And so that comfort level, sometimes you can you can step on each other's toes, I right. think. And so, and I'll say from my side as women, I know any any woman listening will understand, but, you know, for example, like, you know, if we're working and maybe you'll speak to me or maybe in a very direct way, right. you know, I can take it personal and be like, you know, I'm your wife, you know, don't talk to me that way. Like, you got to be a little more gentle. So, you know, having to navigate those conversations and like, and, yeah. and talk about it. So, I don't know. I think that's a, definitely something that can be a little yeah. more complicated. It's a good point because, you know, um, you, you don't, you know, there's no, you don't go to class to learn these things. You just, right. you start to live it out and walk it out as you're going through it. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think part of the, the journey for us, and we're still walking through it, right, is learning, okay, we can talk to each other this way when we're at home and with our kids and with a family, but we need to, you know, one thing that we've opted for, and we've both embraced this, and our church has embraced this, is a culture of honor. Yeah. Uh, we honor up, we honor down, we honor all around, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that principle has helped us um, be honoring with each other, especially you know when we, we're with people and around people, uh, but at the same time being authentic. So I, yeah. I think that we've been able to have a good balance of both. Right. And I'll just say real quickly because I know we <clears> talked <throat> a lot. We've given a lot of examples of conflict, but I think even in like in comfort, like in just being playful. You know, we're, you're yeah. a very for those that don't know you, like are, you're a super playful person. And that's part of our relationship, right? <laughs> that's part of what our relationship looks like at home. And so, understanding, you know, how can how can that be part of our? You know, we're not going to we're not be, we're not different people at right, work, right. but we just have different roles. And there's also different settings, <laughs> right? There's different moments, right. and there's moments where that's okay, and then there's moments where you know we have to, yeah. you know, be a little more serious. Or yeah, yeah. There's a front a stage and a backstage. Yeah, you have been known to take videos of me in moments yes. where I'm oh my goodness maybe getting a little delirious late at night and laughing. That. Oh my my goodness if i can show that me, or you catch I'm me telling sleeping you, people sometimes. would enjoy those i have moment okay i have to tell everyone okay, this moment okay, I'll let you do one. there okay <laughs> there was this moment we we're having a meeting just the two of us we're here in the office and we are having a meeting about i don't know something that we were working on and as i'm talking and sharing with you know i don't know if i was sharing my ideas or talking <laughs> through it literally verge 
closes his eyes and starts falling asleep in the middle of the meeting, okay? So honestly, like I couldn't even get offended. I just literally took my phone out and started recording yeah. recording you. Yeah. And, and then I woke you up and then, you know, the way that you woke up was hilarious. So it's just, I have that in my memory and I Is love- Is that what I said in Jesus' name, amen? Yeah, you try to pretend you were praying. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> this is some of my strategies, pastoral, pastoral strategies. So anyways. <laughs> well, it's true though. I think I think we being who we are is important, being authentic. We've talked about that and, and um, but understanding that our roles are different. So let's let's shift gears here, you know, towards the final stretch. Let's give some helpful recommendations. You know, what are some helpful recommendations that we can give to other couples who are leading together, other couples who are beginning to lead together or will lead together, uh, maybe even other couples who've been doing it for a while and, and are just kind of leading in right now. What are some helpful recommendations in, in being successful and effective as we lead together? Okay, well, I would say that one of the first things I would say is that clarity is key. Mm-hmm. Um, over-communication is extremely, extremely important. Um, you know, every season is changing, and I think that we can't assume that what I said to you, you know, what we spoke about maybe <laughs> and agreed upon, you know, two weeks ago is still the same today. You know, things are constantly changing, whether it's in our, you know, our ministry, work, mm-hmm, you know, church. Work, church, whatever you want to call it, or uh, things at home, right? So mm-hmm. I think that it's important for us to over-communicate. You know, I think of this example, we had this opportunity a few years back to go to this um, marriage retreat, right, mm-hmm. a couples retreat, and one of the exercises they had everyone do was to do these high-rope courses, yeah. right? Do you remember that? I loved it. Well, I didn't, because we're <laughs> different, right? And I do not like heights. I have a fear of heights, and they had us, you know, go up on these really high ropes, and... and I still, by the way, I still have some nail marks on my sides and I'm my sure back. you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Well, I had to, I had to hold on tight. The Lord's healing me. So. <laughs> I had to hold on tight. Well, anyways, we did, it was really, honestly, one of the scariest things I've ever done. Um, and so we're walking through this and they're guiding us, you know, um, and then after we finish, you know, we kind of were talking about it, but I remember one exercise specifically where there was this knot, there was these different knots, right? As we progressed on these high ropes courses, mm-hmm. it, they just got more intricate, right? Yeah. And so, um, there was these knots, and so you could, cle- so I was behind you. Yeah, I right? could see because I was the one in the front. Exactly, you were the one leading me, you were in the front, I and was I'm, behind and I, you. And I'm not exactly petite. No. You, okay. So then you kind of walked away, so I couldn't see anything, so I just held on for dear life. Right. Hence the nail marks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, as I am like, you know, as as we're moving, like there, there was, it was very important for me for you to over-communicate in right, that moment. Right. For you to tell me, okay, we're going to take two steps forward. Yeah, and left then, foot. Right. Yeah. Left foot, right foot. Okay, now I'm going to lift my, like, literally walk me through every step of the way. Like, that brought me so much more security right. in this very insecure moment. And, um, you know, talking about that exercise after and everything we learned in that um, exercise. I hope I learned everything I needed to learn because I don't hope to ever have to do that again. <laughs> but um, it's just the importance of over communication because the thing is, I'm I'm following you, even though you know we're we're leading this church together. You are really leading the way, mm-hmm. and sometimes you know you see so clearly ahead. You're just kind of going you know, full force. And I need a little clarity. I need you to tell me, hey, we're going to take two more steps to the right. We're going to, you know, go to the left or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just gives me clarity. It gives me security, I think. is I think when, when you have clarity in communication, it brings security in the relationship. And yeah. I think that's been very important. Yeah, and I was going to say, I think that one of the things that you have highly expressed to me, and I, and I have gotten the message, and we're still continuing to get better at it, is the importance of having meetings. Yeah. You know, you, you tell me all the time, hey, I need to have a meeting with you. Yeah. We need to talk. And and those meetings are very structured. Let's talk about the home, our marriage. Let's talk about our kids. 
Let's talk about the house. Right. Let's talk about, now let's talk about church. Let's talk about ministry. Let's talk about responsibilities. Yeah, talking about the calendar. Cal- let's talk about calendar. Yeah. Uh, these are things that have been very important for us to have clarity. And it gives us clarity as a couple. Mm-hmm. And then it also helps us portray clarity to our team and to yes. the people that we're leading as well. Yeah. Let me jump into another thing that's been very helpful connected to what we're talking about is planning. Mm-hmm. Planning. Yes. Right? This is another helpful recommendation. Pre-planning ahead of time. Planning. We, we call them planning retreats. Even, even, if it's, even if it's two days that we're going to take a planning retreat so that we can pray and plan ahead, for example, what's going to be happening in the next months or, yeah. or whatever. Um, these planning retreats are important because we get on the same page. Um, we work on our family calendar. We work on, our, on the church calendar. We work on the things that are really, really important and that are helpful for us to be on the same page on. So having a planning retreat, if you, don't, if you haven't done that, if you're not doing, in the habit of doing that, uh, it could be, you know, maybe, maybe once a quarter you have one of these, you know, one to two day planning retreats. And maybe once a year you have kind of a bigger one. Yeah. Uh, this can be very helpful. Yeah, I think that that has been a game changer for us as far as leading together Mm -hmm. because it helps us really I mean it's so easy to get caught up in the you know the pace of working together Mm -hmm. and it's you know go 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 and so um when we are actually being intentional to pause Mm -hmm. and take some time alone because there's always so many distractions right and so to to take that time to retreat right to go away and it can I it's obviously special when it's a really beautiful place right we have some beautiful scenery a nice a nice beautiful place but but a place where we can actually reflect where we can um rest and we can also talk intentionally about what the plan is and, and, and pray through that and talk about it and, and compare, you know, um, what expectations you may have or I have. And I think that's, that's huge for yeah. us. And those planning routines are important because not only is there, you know, planning administratively, whether it's personal family, also church and ministry in our case, you know, work, but also to pray together intentionally and specifically about the planning that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so not to be confused with what the planning retreat. Now let's talk about another thing just on a personal level is going on dates yeah. and having quality time together. Yeah. That's not connected to our responsibilities at work and church or our, or even our responsibilities at, at home. Yeah. Just this us. This is huge. This is important. Come on, girl, you know, talk. <laughs> Come on. Release This is my it. opportunity, Release. right? Release. This is your moment. Okay. Um, no, <laughs> I, I will say this, though. The, the first year where we transitioned uh, the church, right, it was a very big year where we, I think we both, the Lord kind of showed us, it was going to be, we knew that coming into that year, we were going to have to work really like extra hard because we were transitioning the church in a different direction, right? As far as the leadership style and just Mm -hmm. the model of how we were doing church. And so we knew that it was going to take a lot of effort and work on our part. And so I think that, um, again, what we mentioned before, because we were so passionate, we had so much ownership in it. We weren't really giving that much intentionality to exactly. our, you know, our marriage in the sense of like going out on dates and, and, and we were more worried about time. everybody else and right. everything that had to be done. Exactly. So it, it was so important for us after that year to really pause and take, a, you know, we had someone kind of come and look at our organization and kind of helping yeah. us out. And, and I think having external eyes yeah. is so helpful because they ask questions that many mm-hmm. people aren't asking. And if you're, I think you're, if you're a lead leader, you're lead leaders, uh, <laughs> not many people are asking you, hey, when was the last time that you guys went on a date? Not many people ask those questions, right. but they're so important because, you know, in order to have a healthy organization or a healthy church, healthy whatever business, um, and you're leading together, it really has to come from yep. a healthy marriage, right? And so asking the question, I, I remember that we did this like... Uh, yeah, he, he did kind of like a questionnaire. Right. Where we, we had, had to, we rate, had to rate, ourselves. rate ourselves. You yeah. would rate and I would rate. Exactly. Like how we were doing in different areas. Right. And I remember the, the, the area that we got the lowest score or that we both rated ourselves mm-hmm. in the lowest it was in our social fun... Right, category. Category, right? Which... 
<laughs> that's crazy, right? Because you would think that would be the easiest thing. Right. But I think when you're leading together, that kind of you put those things on the back burner. Yeah. You know, you kind of put that as the mm -hmm. last thing to do. But I think it's so important that we're intentional about about having time where we are having fun mm -hmm. and playing and going out on dates and being romantic and investing into our marriage because that quality time really is gonna is going to help our marriage be stronger. It's gonna help us be more united and have a better balance of not just work because I think if, mm -hmm. if we're honest I mean we're both passionate about what we're doing we we, we love we, we could both eating. literally wake up w start working and go to bed right literally because there's always and I'm sure this isn't the the, the the case sorry in many organizations where there's so much to do you know that you could easily <laughs> fill your whole day working in right but we have to be so much more intentional yeah. to say you know what what are going to be our date nights we're going to go on a date you know we're yeah. going to make sure we have a babysitter we're going to go on a date we're going to go mm -hmm. do something that we both enjoy um, and, and I tell you know I tell Virgil all the time I'm like it doesn't have to be like sometimes it's great to go somewhere special you know I want him to be uh, mm -hmm. intentional right that's the key word yeah, I say intentional uh, and, and, you know, taking me to a nice place. But there's sometimes where it can be a, something as simple as like, hey, I just want to go for a walk and I just want to hold hands and, and go for a walk and, and just dream a little bit or, mm -hmm. you know, let's, you know, whatever it may be. But I think it's important to, to put that on the calendar yeah. because then it can easily, you know, weeks can go by, months can go by, and you don't remember last time you went on a yeah. date together. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we don't have to go in that to right now, but it also includes time with the family, with the, and those, yes. those of us who have kids, really having intentional time with them so that they see that, they're not on, you know, on the back shelf. They're right. they're a priority in our lives too. Hundred uh, percent. So I want to jump in. You kind of mentioned this, but but another thing that's been helpful for us is having external eyes and external voices, mm -hmm. and, and and maybe I would say counselors, um, consultants, coaches, right? Mentors. Uh, yeah. Mentors. Um, this has been really important for us. Um, on all the levels, on the organizational level, having having a consultant, having a, a coach, if you will, you know, on the ministry and pastoral side, having some mentors and overseers who speak into our life, who care for us, mm -hmm. you know, that soul care aspect. Um, but then also having counselors. I think that you know, for for such a long time, there's always a stigma with you know, oh, you know, I don't I don't need counseling. Right. You know, I don't want to have a counselor. And we've invited mm -hmm. that into our lives because we've gotten that as a as a as a as an important advice from a lot of leaders and pastors right. that have gone ahead of us and are further down the road. They said, hey, you need some of these key people in your life, and so and so we've invited that. Uh, we have a counselor. We have a marriage counselor that mm -hmm. we go to. You know, uh, at least at least quarterly, and, and just talk about marriage. And a lot of times, I'll talk. I'll talk to him a little bit more, right? Yeah. As a man, um, we have mentors that are speaking into into our lives and into our ministry, and and, and that are there to coach. We, we have pastors that that are just helping us and leading us on our journey. How important is that? Do you think to just have those voices and and those extra ears and eyes around us? Yeah. Us. Um, honestly, I just don't know how people do it without having those extra, you yeah. know, I just, those other people in their lives that care for them and are helping guide them. You know, the people have gone before them, you know, there's a scripture, there's a verse in Proverbs that says there's wisdom in the counsel of many, right? Yeah. And so I think that, that sometimes when we're in a leadership position, we kind of think that we're exempt. And I think that's such a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think that we, we are always students. And I think that we, we would be wise to to have those voices in our lives and I think that for for me particularly knowing that I can go to someone and um, seek counsel seek advice or just honestly just be able to pour my heart out because maybe it's, many times when you're in a lead leader position yeah. if that's how you say it um, you don't you don't you can't just open up your heart with anyone right, right. you're not going to just 
you know, bare your soul to anyone, but to know that there's a safe place, that there's a person that cares for you, a person that is praying for you, a person that's obviously going to be confidential about things, but um, that you can go to is is so important. And I think it's it, it brings a lot of healing. It brings yeah. a lot of freedom and just somebody to give you a different perspective because many times you know maybe we're 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 on different pages about something mm-hmm. and i feel that no matter like you're speaking chinese and i'm speaking german right it's <laughs> like we're not communicating like we're not yeah. getting to one another you know we're not able to clearly communicate and right. be on the same page and i know that when our marriage isn't doing well like that's going to reflect in yeah. our ministry that's yeah. going to reflect as everywhere. we lead everywhere right and so um, it's been so helpful to know that we have, I, I know that if you're going to go to, you know, a, a mentor or a counselor and talk to them and pray with them, I know that you're going to receive from mm-hmm. them just like I am. So yeah. I, I just think that that's so key. Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. And I think we need to open up more to this to, for, for the for, for our soul care sake. Um, and having, you know, in my case, having um, most, in most cases, older men that are farther along in the journey that have experienced more than I have, that can really speak into me and encourage me and advise me. You know, and, and wisdom doesn't come just from age. Sometimes there's, there could be a young leader who could give just as much wisdom right. and insight. I, yeah, I think for me also, just people that are going, that are in the same role parallel, or position, yeah. that are parallel. Other pastors. And that other can relate. Pastor, other and other couples, couples right? Yes. That, that are leading how we lead. Yeah, God has brought so many beautiful uh, couples into our lives yeah. that we... Um, that it's just so refreshing, right? To be able to share and talk with 100%. them. 100%. So. Uh, let me mention one last one and then, and then we're going to go some closing thoughts. Okay. Uh, one last helpful helpful recommendation that's been important for us. And we learned this early on uh, a little bit before we took the leadership role in our church and it's observing a Sabbath rest. Mm-hmm. Really, really uh, uh, honoring and following that commandment, by the way, yes. of, of having a day of rest, which in our case is Monday. Most... Most Christians, Sunday tends to be a day of, their day of rest. Right. For us, Sunday is kind of one of our biggest days of work. And so for us, Mondays is usually our Sabbath, but really committing to the Sabbath rest. Would you say that that has been an important yes. uh, recommendation for us? Oh, my goodness. That was, I think, a, a game changer for us um, because it, it just reminded us of again, it's not just about like a rule that we have to follow, but just God's goodness, right? In yep. his grace and in his goodness, um, place this day for us, right? So that we're able to just pause and rest and and enjoy, you know, the fruit of our labor. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's been very, it's been such a, re- a refreshing day for yeah, us. Like recharging. I can say that one of my favorite days of the week is Monday, Monday now, yeah. Monday for sure. Like on Sunday after <clears throat> a long day of work uh, and ministry, I just, I'm, I am always looking forward to to Monday and just yeah. knowing that that day we're going to have some time together. Yeah. We're going to rest. We're going to We're going to honor the Lord. Yes. Uh, we're, it, no work. Right. We commit to it. No work. You know, we, you know, um, that's one of the things that we've learned in this process is, you know, God created the world in six days and he rested on the seven, not because he needed it, but because he, he wanted to leave a, a model, a principle that he knew we would need. Yeah. And so sometimes we have that mentality of thinking, no, if I work seven days without stopping, I'm going to get more done when really... I realized I'm so much more effective and productive when I honor God by taking a Sabbath rest right. and not working on that day. It yeah. makes, makes a big difference. Um, just, just some closing thoughts. Um, um, this has been a great conversation, by the way. Yeah? And I, and I ha- so? Yes, and I also have to, I have to confess something. Tell me. I've never, wanted, I've never felt the urge of wanting to kiss any of my other that's a very guests. good thing. That's so, a very good thing. See, we're authentic. We're real. I'm being real. Okay. Um, so we'll leave that for after after recording. Yes, okay. So recording. some closing thoughts that are just important things that I, we just kind of jotted down. Um, knowing each other is so important. 
right? Yeah, I think that is important to understand that we're different. Like we've mentioned again, um, knowing what your strengths are, for, for me to understand mm-hmm. what your strengths are. And not only that, I'm, you know, I'm going to take it to the more romantic side, right? But understanding on, what is your love language, take you know? It. Because we are a marriage, you know, we're mm-hmm. a marriage first. You know, that's something that I think we, we are... Mm-hmm we're being intentional and remembering is that our marriage is first before any ministry, before anything we do, because, uh, obviously that, that came first. And so, um, if I know what your love languages are, if I know how to love you and how to encourage you and Mm -hmm. how to bless you, um, how to fill my tank, how to fill your tank. Right. And you, (laughs) you, for me, um, I think that it just brings so much health to our marriage. Um, and also I think that many times we tend to see the world through, you know, through our own lens. And so we think that the, you know, other people should be more Mm -hmm. like us or think like us or, you know, and usually we're opposites, right? So I think to understand what your strengths are and, 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 uh, you know, encourage those strengths, you know, encourage those, those, um, Perspectives. Yeah. As we do that, also, I think speaking the truth and love to each other. And, and I'll say that you do this very well, even when I'm resistant to it, even when I don't want it, right? Um, but there's been moments where, where you're the only one who can get through to me. And yeah. you speak the truth in love and understanding that with each other. There's moments that I have to speak the truth to you in love, oh. right? And, and vice versa. These are keys for leading together. Another one we mentioned earlier, don't be afraid of healthy tension or healthy conflict. Mm-hmm. Conflict provides an opportunity for unity and unity doesn't necessarily mean uniformity. So understanding that we can have different opinions and different thoughts and sometimes your thought and your way is gonna be better than mine yeah. and vice versa or, or somebody on the team. But when we come together and we're not afraid of tension or, you know, at, you know, uh, uh, fleeing away from any kind of conflicts. This is going to help us understand that our diverse giftings and strengths coming together along with prayer and discernment of the Holy Spirit will result in great things yeah. in our leadership. Yeah, I truly believe that we are stronger together. You know, I think that maybe a cliche mm-hmm. or kind of, you know, things that you hear, but I do think that we're stronger together. I think that we can do exponentially exponentially more yeah. together than we can individually. And, um, you know, I believe that we're we are not only our marriage, but our ministry. Like, I think that's something that God has brought together. And I think that God um, wants us to um, give him the glory for what he's doing in our yeah. lives. But but understanding that we're unique, right? That I don't have to try to be like you, you know, and you don't have to try to be like mm-hmm. me. And to be honest, I, I, now that I'm thinking, that's something I forgot to mention. You know, I remember when I first came on staff, like I felt that I needed to r- like run the same at the, at the same right. pace, right? That, that you that you were running, and I tried to do that for six months, and I'm telling you, I burned out. I said, <laughs> forget it, like I quit, like I cannot do this because I was really trying, like I was trying to prove to you that I was that I was in this, you right, know, right. Uh, as much as you were, and I realized, like, wait a second, this is not. I was trying to be you. We're not built the same way. Right. We're not built the same way. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. You know, so understanding that. And you were so gracious to know and say, hey, I don't expect you to be me. And I don't expect right. you to, you know, run at the same pace. And so being able to have those conversations, I think, was 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 very freeing and helpful. And I, and I will say that, you know, um, comparison is just it sometimes, you know, it can... It can, it can cause there to be uh, moments where we question maybe even our roles or mm-hmm. our, our calling or our, our identity. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so important to remember that our identity is not in a role or a title, right? right. Our, our identity is in Christ. And our assignment, like you said before, our assignments may change, right. our roles and titles may change, but our calling never right. does. And so I think that's very important. Yeah, I think that was a good point because I think with the way we, we kind of worded it at one point is, because I, I can run and I can run hard yeah. and I can run long and I can keep running. 
And I think what we discovered in the process is that you can run hard for sprints for, yeah. for a certain amount of like, time. Let's just say like you're more of a marathon runner <laughs> and I'm more of like a sprint. So I can go, like if I need to work hard because we see it, you know, I see the deadline. I see yeah. that there's a place. Okay, I can run hard. But after that, I need to I need to go on a break. I need to relax. I need to, you know, so yeah. it's different. Uh, understanding that we're different. Uh, you know, fun terminology that we've learned along the journey as well. When we're talking about certain things, there's moments, for example, you like to enjoy the ride. I like to land the plane. Right. depending on what the conversation is right. or what it is. All these things are part of learning each other. But this has been really good. I want to make a, a little plug for the Avail Journal before we close yes. off, before we close off with some final comment remarks from you, Pastor Lane. Let me just mention, if you have not yet connected and subscribed to your free annual subscription to the Avail Journal, which I'm holding here in my hand for those that are watching the video, let me just tell you, if you're listening to the podcast, the Avail Journal is the most impressive, high-quality uh relevant content leadership Christian magazine out there right now. This is the best place to get some amazing leadership content, the Avail Journal. You can subscribe to your free annual subscription by going to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. Amazing articles, great insight into leadership. And hopefully in the future, maybe maybe we'll, maybe we got to pitch it to the Avail team. We got to do an article on leading together. I think that'll be really, really good. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But anyway, if you haven't done so, you can uh, subscribe to the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com and for a lot of other things, leadership-wise, you can go to theartofleadership.com. So in in closing up here, Pastor Gislaine Sierra, Mm -hmm. uh, what are some closing thoughts or remarks you want to share just about leading together? Um, Well, I guess closing remarks, I would say that um, leading together is, there's there's great parts of it, but to be honest, there's a lot of things that make it complicated. And I think that it takes a marriage to another level. I feel like in our marriage has has grown, but Mm -hmm. we've been We've been stretched like never before in these these last six years, <laughs> and so I think that um, to understand, not to you know, to be real about it, to understand that it's not easy, right, mm-hmm. to lead together. Um, I think, but at the same time, I think that if we push through, if we um, are sensitive to what God is doing individually mm-hmm. and in our lives together, I think what we can do together, what God can do through us, is so much greater than anything we could do on our own. So I love I that. Say. I love that. You know, relationships are complicated. <laughs> Leading a church and pastoring a church can be complicated. Leading together in general can be complicated. But when God is in the center, he helps us. He leads yeah. us as we lead others. And some might think, wow, leading together with as a couple, that's double trouble. <laughs> and sometimes it feels like double trouble, but I would say in the end, it turns into multiplied blessing. Amen. Far Amen. beyond what we could uh, imagine. This was pretty cool. What'd you think? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't as, that bad. It wasn't as bad as All right, <laughs> so maybe we're gonna be able to convince you. Dr. Sam Chan, Martai, and Avail team, maybe we'll do this again in the future if it's been helpful. <laughs> but thank you, Ghislaine. Um, I just wanna take a moment to thank you for being part of the Avail Leadership Podcast. Doing this together has been really, really good. And I wanna take a moment also on behalf of the Avail team and myself to honor you and bless you. You are an amazing leader and I am in the first row watching you grow, watching you spread your wings, watching you go beyond, I think, what you ever thought you could go. And I really wanna tell you I'm proud of you. Uh, I'm thankful for you. I, don't, I think that you, you make me a better leader. 
and you make everybody on our staff better just by your presence, your input, your love. Um, and I don't think that Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical, uh, our kids and our family or any of us or myself could go anywhere where we're getting to if it wasn't for you. Aww, so Thank you so much. I, I love you <laughs> and I, I honor you. you. And on behalf of the Avail team, we're thankful for your life. Keep leading and let's keep doing this together. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for connecting with us here on the Avail, a special episode of the Avail Leadership Podcast together with Pastor Jocelyn Sierra, my wife, my bride, also the one who's helping me pastor this church and take it to a whole nother level. Level. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. And I hope all of you who've been connected on this Avail Leadership Podcast episode have gotten something from it, have been encouraged in some way, shape, or form. Maybe this has been a blessing for you to learn how to lead together in your situation, or maybe you can uh, recommend to somebody to chime in and, and take a listen or watch this video because I think there's great insights here that are going to be very helpful for all those leading together. We hope you've been inspired by this conversation with my wife, Pastor Ghislaine Sierra, and myself. Remember, you can connect with us on our social media under Ghislaine underscore Sierra or Virgilio Sierra on Instagram. And you can also find us at verticalchurch.com or iglesiavertical.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. Make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm Virgil Sierra, and we thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Leadership Podcast.